Greetings. We're live. Audio looks good. Everything looks good. It's all good. It's all good. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this will be the last Older Brother podcast of the year. And then the captain is going to do uh, one Clary podcast this upcoming Friday. And then that's it. Then we got to split dodge. The old captain's got to split town. Then you got family. You got Christmas. I was going to say Thanksgiving and Christmas. That was last month. And uh, it's one of those things where you just you just admit you're not going to work out. You're going to eat like a pig. You're not going to get any work done. I'm taking I'm basically taking a week, two weeks off, almost two whole weeks, because I can't do any work, and I can't write when you're driving across the country, as well as visiting friends. I'm going to take about three, maybe even four days to drive across the country. And I know when you go, hey, let's go out. Half the places I'm going to be in are going to be too cold to do any hiking outdoors. The other one, they're they're not going to want to hike. The great one goes to bed at 9 p.m. We're going to be pulling into Fort Collins pretty late. And there's going to be no hiking. Great one gave me guff. He was giving me guff because I didn't stop in on spring when we could go hiking. Well, you never come in when we can't hike. Why does he talk like that guy? I don't know. He doesn't sound like that. And so it'll be the older brother podcast. We could not find anyone. Everybody's busy with their own Christmas stuff or their pre-Christmas stuff. <clears throat> we could not uh, do that. Uh, what's his name? Elkins has got a busy season. TJ Martinell, he actually is doing real work. Oh. Oh. He's uh, he's actually journalist. He's journalisming. He's being a journalist. He's going out and reporting. He's being he's reporting. He's being a reporter. John Steele has gone ghost. And everyone got jobs. Everyone got fucking jobs. DT got a job. I think Michael King's a guy. I didn't ask him. He's all busy with his family and friends. Uh, but let's bang this out. This will be a short one unless we go a little bit longer and there's, oh, that's right. Hang on. Hang on. Always, always gonna, always watching Wazowski. Always watching. We got to open up the actual video there there we go there's the chat room Exalam says hello as you should relax yeah you really can't go uh 24 7 you gotta that's why there's a sabbath mandatory sabbath take sunday off and uh, if you go non-stop you will pay a price you'll get sick and it'll cost you more in the long run you'll lose more work <laughs> Oh, what do I want to do? What do I want to do? Let's do this. We'll knock this out because the GF might be coming home any moment now. <clears throat> yes, and by the way, I am moving. Not today or anything like that, but I am packing the place up in anticipation of moving because the house is going up for sale. And I want it to happen where when the, if it sells, I'm out. I'm gone. Here are the keys. I got to pack up my stuff. All my stuff does fit in my truck. The girlfriend on the other matter, and yes, I am. I'm going to make her pack all of her shit. Not going to lift a finger. <laughs> now I might even pour myself a drink at a heat lamp. I'll rent a heat lamp because it's hot or cold outside, rather. I'm going to get a nice little uh, lawn chair, and I'm just going to sip a drink and watch my girlfriend move all of her stuff. Like, nope, mm -mm. I am the minimalist. One of the main benefits of being a minimalist is moving. Where everyone, okay, it does. It so sucks to move. That is one of the worst things ever. Is, is I'd rather have the flu than move. But for normie people, I mean. If I was a normal person and I was given the choice, hey, do I want to have the flu or do I want to move? I, I choose the flu. But I'm not a normal person. I'm a superior person. I'm a minimalist. And so moving isn't really that bad. Last time I moved, it took me, I think, an hour and a half, two hours to pack, and I was gone. That was it. About the only real issue was getting my motorcycle back where I had to fly out, which you could argue is an inconvenience and all that. But, yeah, that's, that's better than hauling a bunch of shit that you don't need and never use. But the girlfriend is like, hi, how you doing? And, no, I'd like the hell. I don't want No, 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 I would not want to. And then people learn. You cannot shield people from their mistakes. Otherwise, they never learn. 
See, that's that's the trick. That's the trick. And uh, to be perfectly honest, uh, <clears throat> my girlfriend is not that bad. She's actually, I would say, a minimalist. Uh, she has paired or part paired, pared down her belongings considerably. Uh, she has less than the average woman. Uh, I was going to say her age. We could just leave it a- as the average woman, which actually isn't saying that much. But um, still, by my standards, I'd be like, Mm-mm, you. Mm-hmm. And I would have gotten rid of that, 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 that. Let me tell you what I'd keep, that and that. That's it. That's all I'd keep because you don't need the rest of it. You really don't. was talking to a guy at a party, 4,000-square-foot house. He was talking about how there's a piano just sitting in their room that their son used to play piano on. And I was, I say, well, he used to play. He's like, yeah. I said, when's the last time he played? You know, two, three years ago. He's like, oh, 15 years. I'm like, well, do you play the piano? He's like, no. I'm like, does your wife play the piano? He's like, no. I'm like, so this piano. Now, I'm not sure, but unless it's like a pipe organ. The piano is the largest musical instrument you can have, and it takes up the most amount of room. And I'm like, how much square space does that take? He's like, oh, you know, it's, it's got its own room. I'm like, it's got its own room. And immediately, I'm stupid. I ask, well, if you got rid of that, couldn't you rent it out? And I go into, I'm like trying to be philosophical. I say, yeah, but the, the square footage that you reach out, why don't you get rid of that? Oh, yeah, well, we got a 4,000 square foot house. I'm like, oh, never mind. And the guy's like, super loaded and to him it's not worth his time to even bother getting rid of the piano they got house cleaners I'm like ah never mind then i thought you were a normal person and he was not uh, but for us normal people uh for those of us who don't live in four thousand square foot houses uh yeah it would be wise not to have a piano darius thurman says hey mick jew yes thank you it's the mick and mick ain't even i'm not even a mick no more no, I'm Sven. Still got the Jewish side of me, but yeah, no no Irish. And the mother of the older brother podcast, Rita Bradford writes, Merry Christmas, Cappy. Merry Christmas, Mom. How are you? It's good to see you there. Um, I'm going to go to the Facebook. We had an interesting exchange. And this, uh, this older brother podcast is going to be for the little sisters. And it's not going to be for older women. It's not going to be for older women. Not going to be for middle-aged women. This is going to be for younger women because, as with all my books and my advice, uh, a lot of it can only help people who are younger where you have the time to make the decisions that will influence your future. But if you are old and you effectively have no future or your problems are so large and entrenched that you don't have the time to get out of them, uh, it's it, much as I'd like to wave a magic wand and solve your problems. I can't because there's not enough time either to solve your problems or there's not enough time left in your life. That's even, you know, and, and, and there's, I hate to introduce the world of biology women because I know all of, all of science, all of society has wanted to tell you girls that you can have women, uh, children forever. Uh, there's a hard Clock, a hard break. That's what they called it in radio. A hard break. I mean, we had to take a commercial break at the top of the hour. It was a hard break at the top of the hour. So you had to finish up whatever you were saying before the top of the hour. Uh, there's a hard break around 45 where you girls, your plumbing doesn't work as it used to, and you can't make babies no more. So when, you, when you're like the Generation Spinster gal, or you're Miss uh, 42-year-old reading uh, Ink Magazine or whatever, or Vogue, and you're on the campaign to freeze your eggs because you only got two or three that, you know, maybe might not have any Down syndrome in them. And you th- that, that's that's too late. Too late. Here, however, there's a younger, uh, I, I don't want to say fan, but follower or reader, viewer, whatever. <clears throat> Somebody who follows me on Facebook. And she says, this is a younger, pretty lady, actually, a lady, a girl, younger woman. It sucks that women's worth is in their looks, as you said. It's a very sad reality if it's true. And I simply said, why is that sad? Because, and she has not responded. But when I'm trying to 
bring to this young woman's attention and then any other younger woman who's listening because you have your youth and beauty and you still have time. This is a very important thing for all the younger sisters and all the younger women out there to listen. And again, if you don't like what you're hearing, you you have unlimited choice in the number of channels you could subscribe to that will lie to you and tell you lies to your face and make you feel good. If you want a good future, you you listen to this channel. If you want a bad future, but to feel good now so that you're miserable and contemplating eating a bullet down the road when you're 50, go listen to Oprah. Okay. So I, I think Oprah has had her say, I think she's spoken enough. Now it's time for a, a diversity. And I'm not talking because I'm a white guy. I'm talking diversity of opinion and diversity of thought. And I'm not even, you know what? I'm not even going to introduce thought or opinion. I'm going to introduce facts, which is the worst opinion ever. First, for the young women out there, if you're under the same view that it is a very sad reality that a woman's worth is in her looks, I need you to reevaluate or critically evaluate that sentence. It's a very sad reality if it's true. And the two words in there are reality and true. Reality and truth cannot be sad. They can't be great either. You know, it, 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 there is, it, it is what it is, as a true, neutral, null position. The real question is whether you accept reality and truth or not. You know, like, <clears throat> it's a very sad reality if the sun is hot. It's a very sad reality is if steel is is hard. Okay? It is going to cause you mental illness or at least cause you mental pain to have an emotion in response to a fact. Like, oh, it's a very sad fact that this is a coffee mug. I, I'm obviously mentally ill then. <laughs> and you girls can either live in reality and have mental health. I'm not saying you have to like it. I'm just saying you have to accept the reality that a truth is a truth and reality is a reality, right? And I don't even very much agree with this premise. It sucks that a woman's worth is in her looks, as you said. Uh, that's There's a but or a caveat or an exemption to that clause. I'm just talking in general philosophy you need to accept fact and reality. Your creative writing degree is a worthless piece of shit paper. Your master's in public health administration is an absolute waste of time and money. Your $200,000 in student loans is all your fault and is going to cripple you for the rest of your life. Now, again, you don't have to like it, but you need to accept that. It's not sad or good. It's not happy or bad. It is what it is. My family, the Clarys, the Clary males especially, are highly prone to cancer. Yeah, it kind of sucks, but I'm not going to fight it and pout and get all tooth pulley and get angry and say society's got to change something. No, I better, I better get fucking in line with reality really fucking quick because if I ignore the fact that cancer runs in the Clary male family, I will not have as much life than if I were on top of it. Smoking cigarettes and uh, doing whatever else brings on the cancer. I will only harm myself in the end. We could even bring race into this, right? I know this is going to hurt everybody's, well, not because you guys listen, you guys are really, the reality is minorities, except for Asians who do better than whites, uh, all non-Asian minorities, not all, on average, because there are people who do better. On average, the majority of the uh, wage, wealth, income gap between non-Asian minorities and whites is because non-Asian what non-Asian minorities have more kids than they can afford. <gasps> nope, we're not here for your feel again. Oprah's right over there. Democrat Party over there. Mainstream media over there. They'll tell you all the time it's because of the isms. It's because the racisms and the sexisms. Let's go sounds. I'm in jail. Sorry, Bill Cosby joke. Uh, 
And you can blame it on Whitey. You can blame it on the patriarchy. Where has that gotten you? <laughs> have we closed the wage gap? Have we, have we closed the wealth gap? Have we closed the life expectancy gap? No, it's because you're misdiagnosing the problem. You're not living in reality. And unfortunately, because no one has been forthright and upfront with uh, females, minorities, whatever, various victim disadvantaged groups you want to say, they have remained victim and disadvantaged groups. Their, their, their plot in life has not improved. Right? So ladies, the younger ones, if, if you're 45, it's too too late. This is an academic discussion for you women, and, and maybe it explains things that happened to you in your youth. But for the people that we can do something about, yes, ladies, when you are younger, the majority of your worth, not all of it, because that's where the caveat is coming from, the majority of your value is in your looks. That in an academic or philosophical sense may be sad, but it is what it is. Now, what I want to do is explore why that is <clears throat> so you can accept that, acknowledge it, realize it, and then capitalize on it, right? What we do not want to make the mistake is that women make less because of sexism, so that means I can go major in English because that's not going to help you. It will not close the wage gap. It will not make you money. And since worth and value is pretty freaking important to all humans, male or female, maybe it's really important to understand where your value is derived from, where the genesis of value comes from uh, as it pertains to women. Women, get, uh, I'm sorry, men get their value in other ways. We work hard and get killed. That's, that's how we make it. That's how we have value. We defend the country and put electrical wires up and... 20 below zero temperatures with winds of 30 miles an hour because the electrical wires went down so that you might have electricity so you could wake up in the morning, have your coffee, and then telecommute to your women's studies professor job. Okay, that's, that's, how, that's how men make their value. First, we need to understand what value is, all right? <clears throat> value is what other people value you at. It is derived from other people. It is typically determined through money, how much money people are willing to give you, but it is also determined and how much time people invest in you. Uh, and the reason why is that time and money are the same thing. Because in order to get money, one must exchange their time for money. But someone might invest their time, therefore conferring value upon you directly. Uh, and we see this all the time in the form of friends in the form of love or in the form of parents. Parents invest an inordinate amount of time in their children. Well, not today. We just outsource them. Ah, I'm off to my career. But in the olden days when you know parents used to love their children and they'd stay married or they got married in the first place, foreign gods. In the olden days, pre-internet, it's a different world. Let me tell you, kids. But there's still one or two parents out there today who actually spend time, invest time, in their children. They play with them. They feed them. They raise them. They clothe them. The, the parents go and work. They do this. They uh, invest in tutors. They go have fun and all that. So they are giving their time and, and money, obviously, as well, uh, because they value their children. The children are very valuable to them. Uh, there are also friends where people, they don't have to spend their time with you. you. They don't have to spend your time with you. It's one of the greatest compliments when an individual decides that they will spend their time with you because they're saying, yeah, my time is finite. It is the most precious resource I have, and I choose it to spend on you, you stupid, dumb motherfucker. And you should say, oh, man, it gets me right here, dick wipe. And then you have a bonding moment. You punch each other on the shoulder, and you call each other names, or at least that's how guys do it. The point is that either whether you're cursing at each other or not, the fact that you're spending time with one another uh, shows your friends very much value you and care about you. Or if you earn a wage. Someone pays you to be an engineer or a doctor or an accountant, or even you could be a, a bag handler. It doesn't matter. The fact is that a company, your employer values your time and they're going to compensate you in the form of money. Now, when we take economics out of it, okay, take economics out of it uh, and finance, when we're going to be looking at one, because the lion's share of women's value comes in the form of your looks. 
And the reason why, <clears throat> nothing to do with you, not your fault, not your problem. It's society's fault, and you could have you could be upset about it. Uh, but this is the way it is. The reason why is that if you look at all the commodities in the world, gas, oil, diamonds, timber, whatever else, nothing, nothing, even oil, comes close to female beauty. And the reason why is that half the population demands it. And not only do they demand it, they viscerally demand it. They want it more than anything else in the world. So much so they will fight wars for it. They'll kill other people for it. They'll enslave themselves. They'll go to college for five to six years. They'll go win wars. They'll join the military. They'll work out. They'll do that. They, again, look at Rusha's book, uh, Game. I know everyone views Rusha as, oh, they accuse him of misogyny and he's a rape apologist, whatever the hell that means. If you read his book and to the level of attention and detail that he goes through to make a woman happy. Now, of course, he has an ulterior motive to have sex. But if you look at the effort Roosh puts into getting a woman to go on a date, blah, 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 and never really have sex, women don't even come close to doting on men as Roosh does to women. Not even close. Men go out and they bust their asses off. They fight other men. They dedicate their dad. Because if you girls weren't around, we just, well, you girls haven't been around in a certain sense with the millennial boys because the millennial boys are, are staying at home and playing video games and saying, fuck it. And that's what men would do when there's not pretty good looking women. If there's no female beauty around, you're going to get soy boy, noodly arm try guys who just stay at home, play video games and jerk off the porn. That's what would happen to men. But if there is female beauty, if there is good-looking young women, if there is, you could say, fertility because men want to have children, what do men do? We do everything. And by everything, I mean pretty much everything. Yes, women work in the economy. Yes, if you look at GDP, women produce, oh, roughly 40% of the GDP. But damn, well near 100% of that GDP would not even exist if it were not for the efforts and innovations and creativity of men. Men account for the vast majority of technological advances. Why? Because we want to get laid. So right now, if you look at it nominally today, the majority of income and wealth produced by today's economy are by men. The majority of that modern-day production wouldn't even be possible without the innovations and uh, scientific advances of men. And unfortunately, when we're the ones that produce it, you get to keep the proceeds until you girls vote in socialists and they take the money from the men. Uh, but traditionally speaking, men made all the money or the vast majority, the lion's share of it. And what did men want to do with the vast majority of this money? Well, there might have been some money dropped on scotch and beer over there, maybe some cigars over there, maybe some more work, work boots so they could go make some more money. Maybe today with some video games and all that, but the vast majority of that money went towards getting women and not just regular women, pretty women or women that we thought were very pretty. Now, you can be repulsed, you can be disgusted, you can be appalled, you can be shocked, shocked to find gambling's going on here. That doesn't make it any less true. The majority of economic wealth is made by men. And the number one thing men want is sex uh, with beautiful, uh, uh, attractive women. That's what they want. Some people would say, well, to sire children and blah, blah, with a beautiful genetic. And we can argue the genetic argument. In either way, whatever the reason, they still got to go with a beautiful woman uh, through a beautiful woman having sex for that. And you may not like that. But it is not your choice. If, if, you're, if you're pissed off, at least know this. It's not your choice. You're not the one out there making all the money, creating all the world's advances, producing the majority of the GDP. And you're not the person who is deciding how to spend the money. Men, with the plurality, or not the plurality, the vast majority of money, that's what they want. And that's where, unfortunately, whether you want it or not, that's where the majority of value is conferred upon. The people who have most of the money demand beauty. And therefore, beautiful young women 
are the most valuable commodity. And I know that sounds like prostitution or slave trade. It's not that, although that's a, an unfortunate uh, uh, side consequence of that, historically speaking. But that's where the majority of your beauty is coming from. Or I'm sorry, the majority of your value comes from. All right. Now, that does not mean that's the only source of value. All I'm saying is that's where external demand is coming from. The world, whether you like it or not, that's what they want. This does not mean you cannot engage in the world in other capacities or derive value other ways. Right? As many of you well know, you, there's this thing called the labor market. And right now with unemployment at 3.8%, there is a shortage of labor. And if women want to derive other value outside of the value that men are going to demand, to demand, well, there's also demand for employers to spend their time in the form of money to pay you for being engineers, CPAs, dentists, surgeons, pilots, you name it, pretty much anything's in demand, although I'm wondering when that next recession is going to kick in. It may not be. We may be in the next 1950s environment. Uh, but <clears throat> you can derive value in other ways. The problem here, though, is that to derive value in an economic sense, you need to provide something of economic value. And then here, once again, women as a group, not all, but as a group, fail. The majority of you go and major in stupid shit. You go and just lollygag about in college. You vote in socialists to go and tax other people who actually create real value and wealth, including women, including minorities, to take their hard-earned money to create jobs so you could be a make assistant work vice director of diversity and inclusion secretary, deputy secretary. Uh, professors who have to teach these worthless, unnecessary, but mandated prerequisite classes. Nonprofits, uh, social work, all of these, this, this panana plea of uh, uh, make work government jobs, right? It, you have to essentially steal other people's worth and value to give yourself some kind of fake value because you're not producing any real value on your own. I mean, if you want money, okay, that's one way to do it. But if you want value, actual value, then you must produce something of value to society, something that society wants. All right, uh, Amy over at Electronic Arts, she's a programmer. She programs uh, with the video games. Okay, people willingly give that. There's Jessica. She is a, uh, a, a bio, a bio biochemist, and she creates this new compound that helps cure or stave off a certain disease. Okay, that's producing value. But you girls majoring in your dipshit studies in the liberal arts and the humanities, any, any study that requires the government go and steal the money of other hardworking men and women who actually are producing value uh, in society to give it to you so you can make believe you have a job. That's not value. That's theft. That's parasitism. But you have no value. Oh, you got the money. You stole it. No, don't, don't say it's democratic socialism. Yeah, okay, whatever you want to call it. You stole it from people who are actually working real jobs so you could make believe you have a real job. That's not value, though. That's money. There's a difference. The point that I'm trying to make is that your value is determined by other people. And this is a huge thing in feminism where I was listening to these uh, feminist podcasts, and it's all about self-love, where feminists, feminists and feminism are saying, you don't need other people. You don't need external validation. Um, self-love, loving yourself. It's all that matters. It's, it's a, not only is it very important, that's all that matters. As long as you love yourself, that's all that matters. Fine, you can love yourself all you want, uh, but that doesn't give you value. You're a worthless person if the only person that loves you is you. And I'm not even talking about morality. That means you could the whole world could be evil. At the end, this is the only case this would make any logical or moral sense. The whole world could be evil, and nobody loves you because you're the only good person that exists, and you love yourself. Okay, that makes sense. But aside from that moral argument, in terms of value, it is only other people, the rest of society, that can give you value. Because if it's only you, you're unto yourself, well, what do you need value for? What do you care? And some people are, are, are that inhuman where all they need is self-love because they're truly that self-centered. I wouldn't say selfish or arrogant, but 
that's all they have in life is themselves, which is a horribly boring and pointless existence. But if you want to interact with the rest of society, you want to have value with the rest of society, then you are going to have to admit that you are deriving your value. You will be judged by the rest of society. And instances and caveats, you know, where there's that one guy not doing the Heil Hitler sign. Okay, that's an instance of the guy is right and society is wrong. But by and large, if you want any value in a relative moral society or just neutral society, you have to give that, that society something of value. For women, fortunately or not, the number one thing men want, the number one thing society wants, because they make most of the money and they're willing to pay a very high price for it, is beauty and looks and youth. But there is also a very large market, the labor market, where employers, which means inevitably consumers, the, the American popular, well, not just American, the consuming public period uh, wants things of value. Milk, paper, electronics, books, uh, guns, widgets, whatever. And you can help produce those things of value by learning a skill or a trade. But this shit where you're born and I have value because reasons, and it doesn't incorporate or consider other people or the rest of society, that you're unto yourself. I mean, what what do you want value to be then? <laughs> it's, <laughs> it, it's, I don't want the sun to be hot. Okay, well, what would you like it to be then? Why well, want it to be cool? Well, why? Why would that make you happy? I want to be valuable unto myself and fuck what other people think. Well, then what do you, what, why do you need value? Just be a parasite. Just be a non-interacting parasite. You don't even have to be a parasite. Just go make your money and be a hermit. And so, yes, ladies, I'm terribly sorry. Uh, that's, that's, you know, it sucks. I can see where it sucks because you've been told, especially you younger girls that, that you don't need a man, fish, bicycle, and, and technically you don't need a man. And you don't need love. You don't need children. You don't need family. Your career is the number one most important thing. And you're right. You can derive true economic value, true value from society, real value by working a, a career. Absolutely. No doubt about that. But you're never going to have a larger piece of the economic pie chasing after you. You're never going to derive so much value. Uh, as when you were or are or if, especially nowadays, a pretty young woman. That's just male. That's human nature. That's just human nature. And the lessons you can learn from it's very simple. Yes, absolutely. Go be an engineer. You guys all know the captain wants women to go be accountants, engineers, make as much money as men. So you fuckers could pay the taxes we are. You know how hard it is. And you might fucking vote Republican every once in a while. But then you have this advantage men don't. And that is, oh, all I got to do is be nice, hit the gym, be thin, and look pretty. And I'll make way more money. I'll get way more advancement and, and value in my life uh, than if I'm this fat slob that, you know, maybe is a some accounting troll in a bit. Yes, yes. I mean, guys, you got to be, be really good looking uh, to to get the girls, to get all of a sudden women to start uh, conferring value upon you. Uh, but my God, ladies, the, the demand for sex is so warped. You know, women, women don't want sex as much as men that you girls have a huge economic advantage over men that men don't. I'm not saying that's the only way you derive value, but it is the main way you derive value. And you're a freaking fool not to hit the gym, not to stay in shape, and not to be nice. Because then you can you can get a guy who will provide for you and support you, uh, and not to mention all the courtship that's going to occur in the front part where you get free dates, free this, free that. And if you wish to go that route, if you wish to more directly capitalize on your youth and beauty, you can always go ahead and strip, be a prostitute, the seeking arrangement, or be a webcam girl, of which the vast majority of men do not have that option. Unless once again you look like the uh, the Chippendale guys, and then and then even then, um, who was it? Oh, I know who. I can't mention who it was. He knows people in that business, and uh, 
he was saying like, you you think it's going to be some cougary milf that hires out a male escort. And it's like, no, it's not <laughs> some old, ugly, washed up broad. <sighs> so there you go. That's it. I'm sorry. So that's, that's the economic lesson. Merry Christmas. I'll go make some freaking money. Is there no one else in the, Oh, here's the chat room. Whoa, whoa. Aaron, do you still work out? Uh, I do, but it's it's minimal now. Um, I I really dropped this past month. When I was in Vegas, I was going crazy like a madman. I got this Fitbit to defeat Space Marcus. Uh, and I had ran and walked and hiked cumulatively uh, 70 miles in a week to beat Space Marcus. And I hit the gym. Um but ever since I got back and it turned into snow and cold, uh, plus all this packing and moving shit, uh, no, I've, I'm doing some bare minimum. I'll run three miles every other day and I'll do like 20 minutes of upper body strength. Um, I got two sets, two muscle groups I work out, but no, I am not in as good a shape as I used to be. When I get to Vegas in 18 nine days, then it's back to the regular. Cause then I'll have time. Life doesn't work that way where like you look this good all the time. It's like, no, there's times where you drop off and you go to school, or you hit programming boot camp or something like that. And then there's time where it's like, yeah, I got nothing else to do, but work out. Oh, the recession was great. Oh, the recession was wonderful. I was the sexiest I'd ever been during the recession. There's no work to do. You just go run and work out and play. And it's sunny. I was living in South Dakota. Oh, it's heavenly. Rita says, it's true that we are mostly valued for our looks. Once we are in a relationship, we could be the cool girlfriend or wife. That's about it. If men are looking for intellectual conversation, they'll talk to other men. When you get old, like me, you see it is true when you become invisible to men, unless you are at least a cool person. Yeah, that's that's another thing. I mean, it, I think it's almost moot and academic now to, to talk to women who are older about because it presupposes you're the nice, hot, cool wife and you are sexy and, and satisfied your husband and then your husband loves you and, and truly pair bonds with you, then yeah, you're going to lose your looks. You're going to lose your beauty. And, and the guy's always going to look, obviously, but he'll be there for you and remain loyal. But women don't even get that that nice part. They don't even. <laughs> I remember my grandpa before he passed away, uh, him and my grandma had gotten divorced. And he lived in this town, kind of almost Mayberry-ish. And he was the uh, the town mortician. And uh, he was he was in his 60s or so. And uh, we didn't realize it at the time, but my old man says, dude, he had all these women knocking at his door because they were all widowed. And my grandpa was a, a good-looking man for his age. Uh, very good income. You know, it wasn't rich, but but, you know, survived and women would i remember as a kid they'd always bring over pies and food and fresh picked vegetables and they'd make sure and they made yeah well edric has to go he has to go and get uh, uh dinner uh, over at mabel's or or, or, or uh, ella baby made him made him this or, or so and so but these gals were they were trying to get down his pants they were they because they and they knew that you had to make the motherfucker food oh my god who knew that Men liked it when women cooked for them. But you see, it, men like it when women cook for them. That's degrading. It's like, how is that degrading? How did making food for a guy become degrading? What? Why is that bad? <laughs> why? Who decided that? Some of these old age and feminist cunts that are 62 now and all divorced and ever married, all just completely dried up egg. I mean, worse than spinster. Who, who decided that? And so when, when you're older ladies, it is the, the womanly things, not, not necessarily the sexy things, like taking care of the guy. Or sometimes just, I think most men, I think the, gen, uh, the, the baby boomer men would just be happy if women just shut their fucking yap and didn't nag. <laughs> think if you could just be, can you girls achieve that? Just being quiet? Just giving the guy peace and rest? Uh, Athens in the house was ah. Oh, 
Atham writes, $5.01. Clary is right. That's why I will work in the energy industry, even though that's not a thing anymore. Right, Cappy? <laughs> Good old Atham. I got to tell you guys a story about this. So Atham was, Atham was doing something. I don't know if he was out hiking or at a conference or whatever. And he ran into a gal, and a gal asked him, what's he doing? He says, oh, I'm studying chemical engineering. And she's like, well, what do you do with that degree? And he's like, well, I work in the oil industry. I work in the en- You go work in the energy industry. And she says, is that a thing anymore? <laughs> and F- Wanda says, you see that cell phone in your fucking pocket? You go, How do you think we got here? What do you mean, is that a thing anymore? And sure enough, she was some touchy-feely nonprofit ditz. Nick Shulana right? I'd be really disappointed if this is the new 50s. Uh, this is about, I'm talking economically, the unemployment rate. Dude, the unemployment rate in the 50, 50s, I think, was in the 2%. It really got tight. It really got tight. You know, all that that nasty 50s where there are nuclear families and booming economic growth and no debt, and it was all bad because racism, you know, because nothing bad happened. Because there's been so many instances where his, in history where there's never anything bad going on. You know, the Roman Empire. Oh, that was bad. Because why? Because plague. The British Empire. That was bad. Why? Uh, because pirates. Oh, Rita donates another five. Thanks, Rita. With divorce rates high, young women are taught they must have a career. What? Oh, wait, wait. Stop right there. Everybody knows what's wrong with that sentence. With divorce rates high, young women are taught they must have a career. Well, maybe women... Shouldn't divorce? Just, just a question, just an idea. In case they end up divorced, it's a no-win situation for everyone. I don't know. Um, I know men would like to have women. They would like to have a wife. A lot of them would like to have kids. Uh, but men could do better on their own than women. Um, I'm not saying either would be happy as they could be, uh, but we make most of the money. We have way lower budgets. I mean, we don't blow our money uh, on anything. Well, I take that back. Sometimes the dude bros, you dumb boys buy cars you can't afford. But aside from that, men men don't need, uh, we don't buy $4,000 purses or $3,000 shoes. Uh, At least I would say within our community, the Red Pill community, we are aware of why we're single or not married or why that's the trend. Uh, whereas women just, why can't I find? They, they, they raise up their hands to the, to the, why can't I find a man? God, why can't I find a man? And they, they have witches brew and they make sacrifice, animal sacrifice. And they think the, the boyfriend gods will shower upon them. Boyfriends. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a no win win, but yeah, we're not going to undo the trillions of dollars worth of education and propaganda and advertising and brainwashing women have been, have been told. I don't want to, uh, I don't want to bother. It really is just a show to watch now. Krillin 876 writes, those male escorts are lucky if the client is female. Oh, did not think about that. You're right. Did not think about that. Maybe it's good I was just a solid 7.5 in my youth. Joe Jones, $1.99. Divorce will scar you. Yeah, saw that happen to my old man. Shoot, you don't even have to get be divorced. You just have to date enough. Have girls break up with you or you break up with girls and just go through relationships. You're like, yep, that's not worth it. Uh, <clears throat> all right. Um, Let me do some sponsors. I got a article. I got a lot of articles I can go through, but to keep it germane to the older brother podcast to help out the youngins. There's like Bitcoin and what else? Fifth Thirds Bank paid off a single mom's $150,000 student loans. And that was another article about the father not being able to be reached for comment. Spirit Airlines. Tops United States, uh, U.S. airlines for on-time arrivals. 
I am very pro spirit. I'll save that for the Clary podcast. Uh, let's do this one. Article up here somewhere from the Washington Post. Workers are ghosting their employers like bad dates. Aww. It's not going to be like this for long, guys. Remember, 3.8% below 4%. Not going to be like this for long. Capitalize on it now. Economists report that workers are starting to act like millennials on Tinder. They're ditch ditching jobs with nary a text. A number of contacts said that they had been ghosted, a situation in which a worker stops coming to work without notice and is then impossible to contact. The Federal Reserve Bank of Chicago noted in December's Beige Book, which tracks employment trends. National data on economic ghosting is lacking. The term, which usually applies to dating, first surfaced in 2016 on dictionary.com. But companies across the country say silent exits are on the rise. Analysts blame America's increasingly tight labor market. <clears throat> Job openings have surpassed the number of seekers for eight straight months. Damn that, Trump. And the unemployment rate has clung to a 49-year low of 3.7% since September. Janitors, baristas, welders, accountants, engineers, they're all in demand, said Michael Hicks, a labor economist at Ball State University in Indiana. People may opt to skip through tough conversations and slide right into the next thing. Why hassle with a boss and a bunch of outprossing, he said, when literally everyone has been hiring? Recruiters at global staffing firm Robert Half. Oh, fuck Robert Half. I remember looking for a job and they owned all the jobs in the Twin Cities. If you wanted to get a job in finance, you had to go through Robert Half. Fuck those guys. Have noticed a 10 to 20% increase in ghosting over the past year, D.C. District President Josh Harworth said. Oh, that's too bad. Now the employees have the power and you employers got to be our bitch. Aww. Applicants blow off interviews, new hire. So, so tell me if employers didn't do this. Applic applicants blow off interviews. I've had, where, how many times have you had an employer blow off an interview? Like, oh, sorry, the jobs. Oh, we're canceling. New hires turn into no shows. Like, okay, again, employers just like, I remember going in a multiple, like I have an interview today and the person forgot. Workers leave one evening and never return. Oh, you mean like employers say we got a job. Oops, uh, we don't have that job anymore. Oh, we're laying you all off. You feel like someone has a high level of interest only for them to just disappear. Haworth said, I, <laughs> I love it how it's now the employers feel like they're the victims. You know, that unemployment rate gets any time above 5%. They act like the most prissy bitch from Winnetka. And now that it's at 3.7% and there's not enough employees to own around, now all of a sudden they're like, hey, you know, we got to treat our employees good. Otherwise, we'll go away. They got other opportunities. They're just not even calling us back now. Over the summer, woes he heard from clients emerged in his own life. A job candidate for a recruiter role asked for a, for a day to mull an offer over, saying she wanted to discuss the terms with her spouse. She then halted communication. Well, that's just women. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That's Yeah, it's just women. Uh, in fairness, Haworth said, there are some folks who might have so many opportunities they're considering they honestly forget. Oh, enjoy it while it lasts, guys. You're, in next recession, employers are going to be Extra special cunty. They're going to be extra special cunty. They're going to be queen of the Kuantahahas, and they'll go back to dangling jobs in front of you. Well, you have to go through a six-series interview process. God, the shit I remember. Take you three months to go through an interview process. It, just a bit of advice for you younger kids out there, especially in this tight labor market. If they say, well, we have like a multi-panel interview, then there's a pre-interview. It's like, no. There's two interviews. You have some preliminary interview with a group of people and then the hiring manager. If you guys can't make your decision, I want nothing to do with it. Nothing. Keith Station, Director of Business Relations at Heathland Workforce Solutions, which connects job hunters with companies in Omaha, said service workers in his area are most likely to skip out on low-paying service positions. Ha! Oh, why would you skip out on a low-paying Service position. What is in that? Why would you skip out on a low paying? I mean, if it was a high paying service position, then I'd see why people would skip out. But why are people skipping out on low paying? Hmm. 
Why did the guy not call me back after I put up fake pictures of myself on, on the, my dating profile? And then when I showed up, I was a 250-pound land whale. Why didn't he call me back? People just fall off the face of the earth, he said, of the area, which has an especially low unemployment rate of 2.8%. Dude, if it is 2.8%, what, what, what don't you employ? Henry Ford, pay a good wage, you get yourself good employees. The amount of money and time these guys lose and lost production because you fuckers can't simply jack up your wages by 50%. I can't jack up the wage by 50%. Yeah, you can, and it's going to save you money because you're going to get people to show the fuck up on time. Oh, what, I, I, what do I know? I'm just an economist. Fuck, fuck, shit. Uh, some Nebraska employers are trying to avoid unfulfilled shifts with apprentice programs. Are trying to avoid unfulfilled shift with apprentice programs that guarantees raises and additional training overtime. Think about this. I remember I read this, this sentence before. It's so desperate, employers are going to train you now. That's how bad it's become. Do you know these damn, the labor market is so tight that employees expect to be trained. Oh my, and you know what? They expect to be paid while they're trained. God, this has to stop me. Remember the good old days where you could just hire someone and say, steep learning curve, hit the ground running. And if they had a question, I don't have time to hold your hand. I hope every baby boomer boss who ever said that to a Gen X employee, I hope you're in the cheapest government nursing home and your children never visit you. I hope I hope you die of cardiac arrest or some long, prolonged, protracted disease. I hope you get what's coming to you, you arrogant, cocky pieces of shit. That'd be great. Oh, I would almost be... I couldn't, I couldn't, I'd fake like I'd be a cardiac surgeon. But if I was a cardiac surgeon and there'd be a baby boomer there, and his heart, like, I need heart surgery. I'm like, wow, here's the scalpel and tools. Steep learning curve, hit the ground running. See you, bye. I can't hold your hand. I need to take a shit. Well, I can't hold your hand. Every nurse in every uh, nursing home, every, should not, any orderly, you got a baby boomer there, like they're paralyzed. They need to wipe their hand. I can't hold your hand. Steep learning curve, hit the ground running. Dying, you fucking filth, you scumbag pieces of shit. Can you understand that I don't like the baby boomers? Some Nebraska employers are trying to avoid unfilled shifts with apprentice programs that guarantees raises and additional training over time. <laughs> then you want to stay and watch your wage grow. Who knew people like pay raises? It's like I said, all of HR could be summarized. Pay them more and employee retention will go up. Marketing summarized in one sentence, spend more on advertising and you'll make more sales. Other recruitment businesses point to solutions from China where ghosting took off during the past decade's explosive growth. We generally make two job offers for every job because somebody doesn't show up, said Rebecca Henderson, chief executive of Randstad SourceWrite, a talent acquisition firm. And if both hires stick around, she said her multinational clients are happy to deepen the bench. While ghosting in the United States does not yet require that level of backup planning, consultants urge employers to build meaningful relationships at every stage of the hiring process. Oh, now, I, I don't know if you guys remember this, but in my day, I remember employers telling us that our employees are assets, are our number one asset. That's why we don't invest jack all fucking shit in them. We lie to them right off the bat. Someone who feels invested in an enterprise is less likely to bounce, writes Melissa and Jonathan Nightingale, co-authors of How Fucked Up Is Your Management? An Uncomfortable Conversation About Modern Leadership. I That'd be actually a book that might be interesting to read. No management's going to read it. Not one. Employees leave jobs that suck, they said in an email. Jobs where they're abused. Jobs where they don't care about the work. And the less engaged they are, the less they need to feel to give their bosses any warning. See, what's sad is a book like this is still too high level for your average MBA uh, fucking moron. Business managers, business leaders, this is too complicated for them. You know, I'm no, I'm no big fan of the millennials and people who are no-shows. But uh, at the same time, having to deal with the gray hairs, of which I'm starting to become one. 
and just the common, you, you start to think you're insane. Like, what did I miss? Did I, did I completely miss something? What did I miss? How am I fucking, you weren't, you weren't. Dilbert is popular and funny because it's true. Your average boss is not too much more intelligent than the pointy haired boss. He really isn't. And so, you know, something as simple as this, employees leave jobs that suck. You know, that actually, that, that's a little, that's like the, that's like your doctorate in business management. Some employees are simply young and restless, said James Cooper, former manager of the Old Faithful Inn at Yellowstone Park, where he said people ghosted regularly. Well, that's your national park. All right. I could do these advertisements one last time. The Penn's Principle. How not to get accused of false, uh, how not to get falsely accused of rape and sexual harassment and feeling a girl's boobies. Get that. The Great Emu War put out by The Quintessentials, the hyphen quintessentialist.blogspot.com. Check out his store at teespring.com slash store slash Evans dash author. Not the name author, but the uh, profession author. Arrowheadwatchboxes.com, indemandcareer.com. Bridgewallet.com. What are those? Look them up. You'll find out. The Complications of a Large Penis. Book is way at the bottom of the book stack. I'm not going to grab it out. It's a gag gift. Um, it's not really a book about the complications of a large penis. It's a book that you put on your uh, coffee table and people laugh at it. Orionscoldfire.com. Check that out for the pretty pictures. I had a bad dark day. I'm having more bad dark days than good happy days. Um, because it's just cloudy out. And I'm like, I'm going to look at it. And it was, it was the news. It was the, I was just trying to avoid the news. And you still can't avoid it. But I looked at some pretty pictures at Orion'sColdFire.com. And it was all good. Another book, Obama is Afraid of Cheryl Atkinson. You can find that on Amazon. Academic Composition. Contact Alex if you're looking for a job this upcoming semester, either as a writer or a marketer for his company. Go to AcademicComposition.com. Contact him there. You could donate... By going to olderbrother.com slash donate. And you can actually donate directly with Patreon. Holy shit, we got a... Where was the guy's name? Got a $50 donation. Um, Hang on, let's take a look here. A couple people donated recently. Um, Yeah, I'm up to $84 a month. That's more than beer money. Uh, I got a... I got a... Fifty. I want to mention the guy's name. Then I take the notes. I thought I took the notes. Uh, darn it. I'm going to give him or her, I don't know who, a shout out. But a lot of people have been donating to the Patreon, which thank you very much. Uh, but Patreon takes 10% out. Uh, I have a PayPal donation at that olderbrother.com slash donate. And I think PayPal only takes 3%. But why do that? Go ahead, just do all your online shopping through my Amazon affiliate program, the link of which is also located at olderbrother.com slash donate. And it doesn't cost you anything more as long as you get into the good habit of uh, donating there. Or not donating, do your online shopping there. You click on the, the banner, it takes you to Amazon, you do your shopping. No, you don't have to log in. You don't have to register. There's none of that. Olderbrother.com slash donate. Click on the Amazon banner. Shopity shop, buy. I get a 7% cut. You don't pay anything extra. That's the best way to help out. But very many thanks to all of you who did donate uh, to the Patreon account. It's kind of cool. I got to get those pinup girls up. Why can't I find where I was going originally? There, that's why. Uh, Elkins Comprehensive Tax Guide 2019. And then also the Elkins Guide Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. For those of you who are going to be trying to do your taxes or our accountants or CPAs, go ahead and get those books. You can find those on Amazon. And then books that are way more interesting. We got shit, one that hit the floor. My next book, one that hit the floor. Bachelor Pad Economics. What's this one? Poor Richard's Retirement. That's Penn's principle. That's not mine. Worthless. Top shelf, the best of Captain Capitalism with a new pinup cover. Curse of the High IQ. Reconnaissance Man. Here's the large penis book. Not mine as well. Black Man's Got Out of Poverty with our buddy Marcus. That's Space Marcus. We're in constant battle 
on our Fitbit competitions. Enjoy the decline. Captain's Quarterly with um, Tara. There's actually a model. Try to make it. Books are going to fall out. Try to make it. Kind of like a Playboy. I was going to do my uh, backup books like a quarterly. I come out with it quarterly because otherwise the books come out way too big. And, uh, yeah, fuck it. Uh, they come out like this. This is a monstrous book. Also very thick. Uh, love letters to the left. This is what happens when I wait two years to back up my blog. And this this is the best of blog posts. This is in every post. This is just the best. Like once I'm like, yeah, this is work that needs to be backed up. And uh, it get huge. And so I was going to do it quarterly, but I can't find enough models to do it on a quarterly basis because pretty girls are not reliable, as we. Remember how we all had that conversation about the value of a woman? Yeah. I, looks is one thing, but if a woman is reliable, responsible, and, and on time, and good looking, you can just be a millionaire, an automatic millionaire, a multimillionaire. But who wants to be on time and, and reliable and responsible? I got titties. Yay. So you can buy all my books there. And then uh, don't forget our good friend, uh, Adam Piggott, his books, Pushing Rubber Downhill. If you guys are bored and you want to listen to another podcast, Pushing Rubber Downhill, go there, pushingrubberdownhill.com. Uh, TJ Martinell, who else? Safetyphd.com, our good friend, Dr. Perodin, and others. I'm not going to mention them all. All right, that's that's it. All right, let's get to the super chat room. Then I got a shower because the GF is coming home. Uh, Shoelander, Jones. Sorry, guys, the the uh, chat room's kind of choppy here. There we go. Taboo Smash, did you see the last few episodes of South Park? I haven't watched South Park in probably, gosh, 10 years. I watched it during the Great Recession, kind of caught up. I got the DVD pack, and now I haven't watched it. Um, there's South Park, Gunsmoke, Family Guy, um, and a couple others. Oh, the Simpsons that I'm going to binge on when I'm in a nursing home. And there's going to be some other equally angry Gen Zers saying, fuck the Gen Xers and God damn it. And then he will influence my orderly and that guy won't wipe my ass and he'll be yelling at me. Must hit the ground running. I'm like, but I wasn't one of them. Watch my videos. I'm Eric Cleary. Fuck you. He, the famous billionaire that went lost and, and never was found again. The fuck you. They got no, I am. Trust me. I buried my treasure here by my book. Um, so South Park is definitely on that list that I'll binge on when I have absolutely nothing else to do. Like when I say strike while the iron is hot, I fucking mean that shit. Strike while the iron is hot. Um, because you don't know what's going to be hot again. And if there's a recession, fine, then I'll chill out. Uh, Dark man, Jeff, I got to mention this. Uh, fuck Robert half. I tried using their services for years with no luck when I finally got a position and only lasted a week for no reason. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck Robert half. Um, I remember going in and taking a test and the test was wrong. Now this is, I recently graduated from college. I'm going through their finance uh, thing and they're, I'm like, no, that's not the right answer. That's the right answer. Or they use the wrong word. I'm like, your, your test is wrong. There's several things wrong and never. Yeah. Um, uh, Nick Shulander, I remember an internship I applied to about six months ago and they got back to me yesterday, asked me to come in for an interview. <laughs> At this point I had moved on and I am making more than I would there. Absolutely. I, it's not an internship, but I understand why they may have had to take that log. But I remember applying to the local WBL, um, reserve police force. And it was six months and they, and I could do the interview and da, da, da. I mean, this is to be the, the guy who got, you know, guides traffic during parades, you know, it's just, just, you know, dumbass community officer. Hey, how you doing? Walking old ladies across the street, no gun, no cop car. Just, Hey, we, we got, uh, maybe help us out with patrols, you know, that kind of crap. And, uh, and they got back to me six months. Hey, you've been, you've been accepted. You, you could begin training. It's like, what? Six months. Fuck you. 
I always get a kick how how cops, police departments now. Oh, 20 years ago, we can't know. You got to be six foot two and be able to run a hundred yards in in ten seconds. Like all this other bullshit. And now they're begging and pleading, but then they're so anal retentive and they're so slow. It's like you know what? I don't care about the the shortages of cops. Uh, any other? Nope. All you guys are talking martial arts, which is good. Well, you're old, Cappy. Thanks for everything, but I'm still not wiping your ass. It is a steep learning curve after all. Yep. Yep. There we go. That's. <laughs> all right. Um. Friday. That'll be the last podcast of the year. It'll be the Clary podcast. I may even get an actual article written up in here, but um, God, when I get to Vegas, oh my God, when I get to Vegas and New Year's Eve and everything's done and everything's out of my Southern command, I'm going to uh, start binging on riding, working out, hiking, golfing, motorcycle riding. It'll be pure production once again. And that's it. All right, so there's 47 of you assholes. Why don't all 47 of you go like uh, a video? And then um, everyone subscribe, although this is the Older Brother channel. Uh, the Asshole Consulting channel, the Aaron Clary channel, that's almost 50,000 uh, subscribers. So if you want to give Cappy a Merry Christmas, um, Go ahead and subscribe over there and help boost it. You know, share, like, comment. Share is the more important thing. Share. Uh, because that'd be cool if I got about 50,000, even though it really is irrelevant. It really doesn't matter. It's how many people actually tune into it. You can have, like, 100,000 subscribers, but only 100 people per video tune in. Um, all right. That's it. We'll see you guys later. Any questions, shoot it to olderbrother at yahoo.com. Shoot me some links or articles over there if you think it's germane to the Older Brother podcast. Otherwise, we'll see you guys later and toodles.